All right, good to see everybody. I was about to say Thursday night because that's my routine. We're on Tuesday night. Hope everybody's doing good. We're going to be jumping back and forth tonight between Afghanistan, vaccinations, Afghanistan, COVID, Afghanistan, Biden administration, whatever it may be, getting the truth out. But welcome, everybody. I'm glad that you are here. This is brand new coming out, right? We just came to, uh, came to me right before. My son brought it to me right before the show started tonight. Jack Posobiec tweak breaking. Bombshell transcript from July, from July, I repeat, reveals Biden pressured Afghan President Ghani to create perception Taliban wasn't winning, whether it was true or not. <laughs> you can see Biden behind the scenes already before Ghani had fled the scene, trying to work the narrative that, what was it again, Taliban wasn't winning, whether it was true or not. So Biden was out there lying, knowing that all summer long, the Taliban, people think that the Taliban took over uh, Afghanistan in 11 days. They didn't. They were taking mass, mass, uh, mass, mass groupings of territories all summer long, giant pieces of territory all summer long. And everybody knew it. I mean, people like you and I may not know it because we're not exactly paying attention to Afghanistan, but certainly Mark Milley knew it. Lloyd Austin knew it. Joe Biden, if he does know anything, he knew it. The, the uh, McKenzie, the commander of CENTCOM knew it, that they were taking over vast swaths of land all summer long. And you know what they did? Absolutely freaking nothing. They did absolutely nothing. Now I want to start off tonight with a little summation. This video is a little long. It's about four minutes long, but you need to watch this is out of sky news. And it summarizes exactly, exactly how the Biden administration has handled things so far. Play it for me. Now, I know we have spoken a lot about the disaster in Afghanistan and what led up to it. From the tactical delusion to give up the Bagram Air Base to the strategic decision to gift the Taliban with a PR victory on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. But there is more to this than just stupid decision-making driven from the top by a president who's barely competent to operate a waffle cone. A month ago, Americans were introduced to this guy, Joint Chiefs of Staff General Mark Milley. Here he is putting aside predictions that the Taliban would automatically take over Afghanistan after a U.S. pullout. I want to emphasize repeatedly, and I've said this before, a negative outcome, a Taliban automatic military takeover is not a foregone conclusion. <clears throat> well, how did that work out for you, General? It went less remarked at the time, but General Milley's tactical genius was earlier on display before Congress a few months ago when he told them that the Bagram Air Base wasn't really necessary for the U.S. to keep order in Afghanistan. On Bagram, Bagram um, is not necessary tactically or operationally for what we're going to try to do here with, with Afghanistan. Uh, consolidate on uh, uh, Kabul um, with, in support of their government. Now, I don't believe in reincarnation, but if I did, I'd believe General Milley was perhaps the second coming of whomever told Napoleon it was a great idea to lay siege to Moscow in winter. But while General Milley may not be much chopped with moving troops around a map, there is one thing he does know, and that is the need for American soldiers to get in touch with their feelings about white rage. Have a listen. First of all, on the issue of critical race theory, et cetera, I'll, I'll obviously have to get much smarter on whatever the theory is. Um, but I do think it's important, actually, uh, for those of us in uniform 
to be open-minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy is a university. Uh, and it is important that we train and we understand. Uh, and I, I want to understand white rage. And I'm white. And I want to understand it. I've read, I've read Karl Marx. I've read Lenin. That doesn't make me a communist. So what is wrong with understanding, having some situational understanding about the country for which we are here to defend? And I personally find it offensive that we are accusing the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers of being, quote, woke or something else because we're studying some theories that are out there. But despite the general's protests, there is every indication that the U.S. military has indeed been going woke. The white rage General Milley referred to was the subject of seminars at West Point, the United States' premier military academy, one of countless examples of how the Pentagon has been taken over by what feels like the Human Resources Department. For example, the Chief of Naval Operations has also recommended How to Be an Anti-Racist, a book that proposes, quote, future discrimination, ostensibly against white people, on his professional reading list for sailors. Earlier this year, we talked on this program about how the U.S. Special Operations Command, Chief of Diversity and Inclusion, yes, they have such a thing, was reassigned after it was revealed that he had been tweeting about how Trump was just like Hitler or some such nonsense. And there is more. Remember the recruitment campaign featuring the young woman who was inspired to join the military because of her two moms? When Republican Ted Cruz criticized it, Democrats slammed him for suggesting the ads were sending a less than terrifying message to the West's enemies about the U.S. military's readiness to go in for the kill. Then there was the Pentagon's push under the Biden administration to target, quote, extremism, which many interpreted as support for conservative causes or Donald Trump, and as a sign the military's new aim was not foreign enemies, but domestic opposition. Also under the Biden administration, while the Chinese military was out there building the world's largest navy, history buffs will remember where that winds up leading, the Pentagon was concerned with changing things like hairstyle regulations, all in the name of inclusion. Well, quite predictably, all this inclusion is being felt right around the world, most notably in Afghanistan, where the Taliban has included itself all the way into... You might wonder why someone like me would talk so much about Afghanistan. The reason why I do, first of all, is just because I care about the military. I was raised in a military home. My dad was a career naval officer. But the other reason why is, of course, the reason why we are in the situation that we are in is because we caved, not we, not me, but because our country, even Donald Trump, even Republicans, many conservatives, and of course, you know the ire that I have for the Christian community caving to COVID. That's why. We, can't, we had a fraudulent election because they used COVID to usher in a fraudulent election. It was as simple as that. We cannot have people come in and vote in person because if they do, it's a threat to their life. A 99.9% .9 survivable virus is a threat to life from zero, from the age of zero to 50. It's less virulent than the flu. And you have to close down an entire country, an entire economy, and an entire election and allow Mark Zuckerberg to put his Zucker boxes all over every Democratic stronghold and just manifest a whole bunch of untraceable ballots. That's why we have the mess that we have. That's why COVID caving pastors that now call yourself patriot pastors. This is why you don't cave 
to lies. But you look at Millie talking there. He, you know, he gave up Bagram because he said it had no strategic interest. Really, 400 miles from China, it has no strategic interest. In Trump's plan, we keep Bagram for forever. Bagram just becomes like Gitmo for us. We'll just keep it right there, baby. Not to mention it's two airstrips. It's, it's absolutely perfectly defensible, unlike Kabul. He said he didn't see this coming, according to Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. He didn't see this coming, that, 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 the Afghanistan, that Afghanistan would fall to the Taliban in such a short period of time. It wasn't a short period of time. The Taliban was taking giant swaths of territory all summer long, and he knew it. These are bold-faced lies. But don't worry, I have the list of the things that he was concentrating on. He was concentrating on gender equity, gender inclusion, white rage and extremism in, in the ranks. And I've still yet to see, I want to see a documentary on all the extremism inside the military. Please show me in a documentary. According to Joe Biden, according to Kamala Harris, according to Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI, the greatest threat, the, the most uh, grievous threat to the United States of America is white supremacist terrorism. I'd like to see the videos. Show me the videos like we have the videos of Black Lives Matter. We've got the videos of Antifa. We've got you know, multiple videos of them doing billions of dollars worth of damage, creating many, many insurrection moments as they attack federal buildings. But where is the white supremacist terrorism that is this giant existential threat to the government of the United States of America? I'm just curious, where is it at exactly? Why, why is it that we need to understand White supremacist terrorism and white rage. Where, because where is all the white rage? I mean, I'll, you know, listen. Most of my church is white down here, Inglewood, Florida. It's basically a white community, and I, I don't see any rage. I don't see any racism. I don't see anybody planning any insurrections or any violence of any kind. So I'm just wondering where all this white supremacist terrorism is. That Mark Milley is so his his his. Attention is so diverted to understanding white rage that he kills 13 Americans. I, I'm just curious. You're like, how did he kill? Because it's their fault. It is Mark Milley's fault. It is Lloyd Austin. We'll deep dive into this in a minute. It's Lloyd Austin's fault. It is Joe, uh, Joe Biden's fault. It is McKen General McKenzie's fault that those 13 Americans died. There's absolutely no reason for it. Laura Logan tweet. From, uh, from senior U.S. source, house to house. Do we have the tweet or just the video? Yeah, we should have the tweet. Laura Logan tweet. From senior U.S. source, house to house executions in Kabul following U.S. military departure. There are no words for this administration, for what this administration has done to all of us, um, Afghan and America. This is, this is actually filmed from inside of an Afghan house. It's mainly about hearing it. You really can't see much. They're hiding. Their heads are low. Play it for me. And that's Joe Biden's Afghan Afghanistan. Now we have Joe Biden's America with an open southern border, hyperinflation, an economy in the tank, $30 trillion in debt. But that right there is, is Joe Biden's Afghanistan. And people are like, what are you saying? We should have stayed forever? No. But I adopt, I was talking about this with my son the other night. I adopt his philosophy on it. Bottom line is, if you go in there and you try and nation build, then you do have a responsibility to the people that were loyal to you. 
Joe Biden's left thousands and thousands behind. Who was that that shot that video? Would that be some member of the Taliban? No, that would be a loyalist to the United States. And that is Joe Biden's Afghanistan right there. All right, Chuck, uh, cholesterol treat, tweet. Hard to say that in a row. Breaking report. Washington Post says U.S. Now, this is the Washington Post. You know that it's breaking bad hard for Joe Biden when the Washington Post is forced into integrity. Washington Post says U.S. given chance to secure Kabul, not the airport, secure the entire city, but Biden wouldn't allow it. So would 13 American soldiers be dead right now? The oldest one, 25 years of age, the average age, 22 between them. Would those, all those 20-year-olds be dead right now if Joe Biden would have secured Kabul? He was given the entire city by the Taliban. Here's the article for you from Conservative Review. A new report has showcased precisely how horrific a job Joe Biden did in his withdrawal from Afghanistan, and it is far worse than we could have imagined. The head of the Taliban met with U.S. leaders before the fall of Kabul and offered to let the United States keep the city keep the city and the airport, but the Biden administration declined, saying that it only needed the airport and only needed uh, the airport and only until August 31st from the Washington Post. So, you know, what? I'm going to put this in your bloodstream for you to think about tonight. Why is it that everything that Joe Biden does breaks great for the Chinese? You ever thought about that? Because the Chinese were meeting with the Taliban about a month and a half ago, about six weeks ago, they were meeting with the Taliban. The Taliban has discussed calling themselves the People's Liberation Army. They were negotiating vast, in negotiations for vast mineral rights inside of Afghanistan. Why is it that everything breaks for China? Have you ever asked that when it comes to Joe Biden? Just because, I mean, don't, you know, we don't want to be conspiracy theorists here or anything, but you know how Hunter Biden flew over on Air Force Two? to secure a deal with his dad. He flew over on Air Force Two with his dad to meet with the CCP controlled bank for $1.5 billion to be given to Hunter Biden's consultancy firm. Please explain to me what Hunter Biden consults about. Is it crack use? Is it underage girls? Uh, what exactly is it about getting a, getting a firearm when you're not licensed to do it, when you're filling, uh, committing a felony by filling out uh, your license for a firearm and lying on that license? Uh, what, what exactly, what is he giving consultancy for, for, for a bank exactly? That he would receive $1.5 billion. And we also know from the laptop that 10% of everything Hunter makes goes to the big guy, which was confirmed by Tony Bobolinsky, is... Joe Biden. Why is it that everything seems to break for the Chinese? Isn't it strange? Isn't it odd that now the Taliban has $85 billion worth of our military equipment? Just strange that we just left it on the ground. Isn't that strange? Isn't it strange that we pull out all of our military first before all of our citizens, before all of our allies, and before all of our commitment? I mean, all of our equipment. Why, why is that? Isn't that strange? And it seems that all it benefits is the Chinese Communist Party. Isn't that strange how that works out? All right, Lucas Tomlinson tweet. There was simply no way to predict how quickly Kabul would fall to the Taliban. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby tells uh, at Jennifer Griffin, really? Okay, well, let's look. Is that really true? Is there no way for them to have, have, have predicted it, even though all summer long they knew that, they, that the Taliban was taking vast swaths of land? Every, every, from June 
all of July, all of August. They saw it happening, but there was no way to know. And then you've got Jack Posobiec tweeting right now that Joe Biden was in communications with Ghani, the president of Afghanistan, telling him, telling him, strange, isn't it? Telling him, make sure you, ha you, you have it looking like the Taliban isn't winning. But yet there's no way for them to have predicted that the Taliban would win. And Joe Biden commu is communicating with the president, telling him to make sure that it looks like the Taliban isn't winning. But there's no way for them to have known that the Taliban was going to win. They knew the whole time. It's all bold-faced lies. This is why you don't strap a mask on your face. This is why you don't take a poison vaccine. This is why you don't lock your church down in capitulation to lies. You end up with liars in the White House. You know why that is? COVID-caving Christian? COVID-caving pastor? COVID-caving conservative? You know why? Because be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So if you strap a lie on your face, you'll get liars in the White House. You're just reaping what you sown. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Benny Johnson video. Things have gotten so bad for Biden that even Chris Wallace, notice, I mean, absolutely uh, noted, Biden puppeteer, Chris Wallace. It, see, what I've prayed over I prayed this over the election that things would get so absolutely noticeable, like when you know when uh, you know the, the various audience audits come out. Because I prayed this over the election when the audits come out, like in Maricopa County, that would be the news would be so huge, so transparent, so cut and dry that even the media would have to report it. Otherwise, they'd go out of business, and that's exactly what's happening with Afghanistan. Play it for me. Imagine, just imagine. Here's another statement that the president made that was flat wrong. Take a look. I have seen no question of our credibility from our allies around the world. I've got the exact opposite thing is we're acting with dispatch. We're acting, committing to what we said we would do. But Armin Laschet, the likely successor to German Chancellor Merkel, said this is the biggest debacle that NATO has seen since its foundation. And here is the chairman of the British Parliament's Foreign Affairs Committee. To see their commander in chief call into question the courage of men I fought with, to claim that they ran, it's shameful. Those who have never fought for the colors they fly should be careful about criticizing those who have. Mr. Secretary, does the president not know what's going on? Well, the answer to that, of course, is he absolutely has no idea what's going on. Who's running the show right now? This is a, a Representative Jim Jordan tweet, one of my favorites in Congress. The same foreign policy experts during Benghazi are fumbling foreign policy decisions again today. Who are they? Joe Biden, Susan Rice. Anthony Blinken, William Burns, Wendy Sherman, and Jake Sullivan. The exact same people that said what? Said what? It's funny, too. It's the, the number 13 comes up again. Not that I'm in any, in any of the number stuff, but with Benghazi, 13 hours. We lost 13 uh, servicemen. But the same exact people that said, you know what? There was no time to go and rescue everybody at the Benghazi embassy. Remember, it is a Democratic Party president uh, tradition. You know, Jimmy Carter lost an embassy. 
You got Barack Obama lost an embassy at Benghazi, and now you got Joe Biden losing the embassy at Kabul. It's a Democratic Party president tradition to do that. Notice a Republican never does that. But you notice the same exact people that have said, that said, you know what, there's no time to go and rescue our people at Benghazi. Let me ask you this. When you, basically, it's 13 hours, right? But that's after the fact. We all knew that it was 13 hours. So when it was 27 minutes into it, you're telling me that in the next 12 hours that they could do nothing in Benghazi? These are the same, and then said there was no time. How would you know how long, how long the event was going to last? Susan Rice, Joe Biden, Anthony Blinken, Jake Sullivan. These people are out of their element. You need to understand something. Not only are they out of their element, out of their league, and incompetent, they hate people. They don't care about human beings. They don't care if human beings get killed because they've been baby butchers from day one. That's who they are. All right, Alex Jones was right. Tweet, this photo, this photo speaks volumes. You can see it right here. Put it on the big screen if we got it. Just make the whole, put it on the whole, there you go. Pandering to Black Lives Matter. Latino communities, that was in uh, right before the uh, kneeling before the WNBA champions. And then how he honors our fallen heroes is to check between every single, bring it back to me, every single casket that came out, between every single one of the 13 caskets, according to one of the Gold Star Fathers who was present at the scene, between every single casket that came off that C-130, Joe Biden was checking his watch. That's who the president is. That's why you don't put masks on your face. That's why you don't lock down your churches. That's why you don't capitulate to medical tyranny, because it ends up with these clown shows in the White House. All right, No Surrender 200 video, AP shocking war room pandemic, incompetence or ego. And what he's asking here really is incompetence or treason. And no, 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 notice this before we play it. Notice the title of the person speaking. Play it for me. Are these institutions just so messed up that this was actually acts of commission? Or do you think this just shows gross incompetence and they're just acts of omission? I think we are at a point where, at least at the level of Biden and his cabinet, we have to actually start seriously considering the possibility that what we are seeing are deliberate actions on their part to harm the United States of America. Now, why all the subordinates then decide to salute and go along and not grow a spine and refuse to execute the orders, that's another matter. But I really do think that we're at the point where we've got to, we've got to actually entertain the possibility that we got a guy in the White House who is playing for the other side. See, if Sam Faddis there speaking, CIA intelligence officer speaking and asking, you know what, how could this be Well, we have to ex at least examine, is this incompetence or is this treason? Well, let's look at this townhall.com article. It says, first up, who evacuates military first? leaving thousands of American citizens unprotected from bloodthirsty savages. Everyone knows you evacuate citizens first, then the equipment, and lastly, the military. No one could be stupid enough to send the military home first. This was no mistake. This is treason. Number two, they say, who leaves $85 billion of military equipment on the ground? Listen to these, listen to these statistics. Overnight, we, made, we just made the Taliban, listen, the 26th most powerful military in the world, the Taliban now, who did not exist a month ago, is now the 26th most powerful military in the world. I wonder who's behind them. I want to see who's number 27. 
With your taxpayer money, this was done. Who does that? No one is this stupid. This was no mistake. This is treason. From, the, from townhall.com. Third, who puts the Taliban in full charge of security for American citizens? Uh, Joe Biden. This is pure insanity. This would be like putting the Gestapo or SS in charge of getting Jews safely out of Germany. No one could be that naive. This was no mistake. This was treason. And I'm telling you, keep it in your mind. How is it that the CCP and the PLA benefits off of every last thing that Joe Biden is doing right now? How is it that the Chinese, the Chinese Communist Party and the People's Liberation Army benefits out of every last thing that Joe Biden does in Afghanistan and worldwide? How is it that 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 that, that is happening? Just, I mean, we just need to look. Was it really incompetence? Or is there some sort of agreement that you know what? We got $85 billion worth of stuff. Where would you like that put, Xi Jinping? James Owen tweet. We sent 26 thousand troops to rescue and secure 535 congressmen remember after the grand insurrection what i call the uh grand vandalism or the grand trespassing the insurrection where not one firearm was present Twenty-six thousand troops to rescue and secure 535 congress members who hid under their desks from people with flags and red hats 5,000 troops were just sent to one of the most dangerous areas in the Middle East to rescue 15,000 American citizens hiding from Islamic terrorists. Strange how that works, isn't it? It's just strange, isn't it? Nancy Pelosi wants protection. Oh, what do you got there? Italy's military is behind the Taliban now. There you go. So they must be number 27 or 28. They're number, 20, number 27. So Italy's number 27. So the Taliban now has a bigger military Guaranteed more Black Hawk uh, helicopters and more machine guns and more night vision goggles and biotech, uh, biometric uh, computer equipment than Italy does. So anyway, back to, so Nancy Pelosi is scared of people with MAGA hats on. She sends 26,000, remember that now, remember this just back in January, 26,000 troops, remember with the razor wire fences everywhere, machine, machine fed machine guns all over town, remember that? To make sure that she was secure, it's 535. And who are they trying? Who are they? Who are they being secured from? The the threat of white supremacist terrorism. And nobody ever came. Nobody came the first time. All that all that happened in the Capitol was people. Listen, I'm, I know people did some unlawful things there, mainly misdemeanors, basically wrongful parading inside the Capitol is what they're charging everybody with. Misdemeanors at which they're holding people in the D.C. metro jail since January, but I won't get off too far into that, although it's ridiculous. Some crimes were committed. People broke windows, or if they vandalized, that's one thing. A lot of people went in there and snapped selfies and have been in the D.C. metro jail since January. They won't release 14,000 hours worth of video footage. This is absolute, this is third world banana republic stuff. But so is Nancy Pelosi sending 26,000 troops to the Capitol, when she was scared that there was a white supremacist insurrection about to happen, what again, Nancy? And then they send 5,000 to rescue. It's not just that, yeah, there's 5,000 troops that went and 15,000 Americans, 
but there's around 40,000 people that also helped us that needed to come out. And by the way, Tucker Carlson put that out, about 95,000, only 40,000 that we can prove actually helped us. They're, they've brought out 95,000. Most of them do not have SIV uh, passports, by the way. Special immigration visas, they don't have them. They're, they're, we've already caught one rapist in the country because once again, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Lloyd Austin, Anthony Blinken, name one right after another, are completely inept. Let's go to the next one, James Tweet. A text message exchange in which a U.S. military service member states that the 24th Marine Expeditionary Unit is being forced to clean up a military base for the Taliban. Strange how that works. It's strange how it works. Our guys get slaughtered, but we have our guys cleaning up bases for the Taliban to take over. Now, there's some cuss words in it, profanity warning. Let me read this to you. It says, we are, can everybody see it out in... Everybody's good out there? Okay. We were supposed to leave last night. The general, uh, the general canceled our flight because the base was dirty. Can't leave the base dirty for the Taliban. What the F, he says. Yeah, I'm not joking. We had to clean the base for the Taliban. I am about to call my congressman. That's horse bleep. Please, I want to, but I don't want repercussions. Hmm, straight like, like uh, uh, Colonel McKellar just got repercussions for speaking out and basically almost got Baker Act and had to resign. That like those repercussions. See, you need to know that's who's in charge of this country that leaves our Marine Corps, cancels their flight and says, clean up the base for the Taliban. Strange, strange. It benefits the Taliban and the Taliban benefits the CCP. Isn't it strange how that's working out? And Joe Biden, through Hunter Biden, received $1.5 billion. That's not in dispute, by the way. Hunter Biden does not deny that. There's no way to deny it because you can see the financial transfer from one bank account to the other. There's no way to deny it. All right, let's go to the next one. Donald Trump Jr., General Kenneth McKenzie, that's CENTCOM chief, calls tele, that's who's running the whole operation, if you want to call it that. I call it a goat rodeo. If I could cuss, I'd use something else. I don't cuss anymore. I repented of that sin. General, General Kenneth McKenzie calls Taliban-controlled Afghanistan our generous host nation. So you have the, per, the person, the general over CENTCOM. This is the guy running the entire military operation in Afghanistan. He calls the Taliban our generous host nation. Nation, Donald Trump Jr. says it's almost unfathomable what has happened to America so quickly under this administration. Not to me, because when you have the American evangelical church bow to lies, lock down to lies, acquiesce to lies, capitulate to lies, the nation follows the church. We ended up with a fraudulent, fraudulent election. We allowed that elected, if you want to call it that, a dementia patient into the White House, being controlled now by the Susan Rice's, Rice's the Barack Obamas, the Tony Blinkens, and all those others that are in the Obama Obama sphere. That's what you get. That's why you don't, I mean, you're like Tom. You can't straight set back to wearing a mask. Yes, you can. Once you start bowing, you are bowing. You are going to the ground. And many, many, many people that hate all that's going on in Afghanistan, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, just like King David did to Nathan and say, you know what? It was me. 
and I repent. Doesn't help that you did. Doesn't matter that you just opened up your church and pretending like you never closed. And I like all the pastors now, by the way, who are now starting to do have some revisionist history and are starting to say, well, I never really closed. Yeah, you did. You, you, you're, you're as dumb as Joe Biden. You're out, you think that Joe Biden thinks when he does a drone strike, there aren't people videoing who actually died in the drone strike when you claim that you killed two, tele, two ISIS terrorists? There's videotape of you being closed. You need to repent and stop lying. This is an I am Ken tweet. Oh, what do we got? Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. Flag officers demand Millie. Austin resign after Afghanistan debacle. Look at the bottom of the tweet. Flag officers demand Millie Austin resign after Afghanistan debacle. Nearly 90, 90 retired U.S. generals and admirals penned a letter asking Secretary of Defense, who also should resign, Lloyd Austin and, and Joint Chiefs Chairman General Mark Milley to resign. Ever happened before? No, never happened before, but that's where we're at. That's how bad this is. If we actually had a functioning media, Biden would have already resigned. If we actually had a functioning media, he would have, he would have done the walk of shame like Richard Nixon already. All right, Real America's Voice video, naval and former naval intelligence officer. And this is uh, Jack Posobiec talking. It doesn't have him on the initial pick, but it is. This is what's happening now. We have all the debacles going on right now in Afghanistan, really globally with our military. But what our military is concentrating on now is threatening naval retirees that speak against Joe Biden. Play it for me. I want to bring in Jack Posobiec now, former naval intelligence officer. Jack, you've been covering this nonstop human events. It's a must read. Go there. Jack's the senior editor. Jack, I want to leave Kabul for a second and come back here to the United States. What is this thing that the the, the Navy's putting out? The, the ONI is putting out some threat to the to the First Sergeant Bennett's and to the Wendy Rogers of the world, retirees and active duty personnel, saying you can't. Do you say we'll bring you up on court martial charges on the Uniform Code of Military Justice, Section 88, if you criticize the president or anybody in the chain of command? At first, I thought this was some joke going around. Is this actually? true steve from what i've been able to talk to the people i've spoken with and as you know folks who know my background i did serve at the office of naval intelligence for many years uh that they all confirmed that this letter is genuine this is something that's going around it's also an intimidation letter look article 88 that's that's only if you're active duty and when you're on duty right that doesn't apply to a reservist ucmj doesn't apply when you're not on orders uh that doesn't obviously doesn't apply to retirees this directive they're talking about steve this is an intimidation effort to stem the bleeding of the Lieutenant Colonel Shellers and the Patriots out there that know the problems that have been faced by this leadership and don't want to keep their mouths shut. How can you demand accountability of your own soldiers, your own sailors, your own Marines, when you don't turn around and demand accountability from the people that are sending you into battle, that are sending you on these missions, that are putting you, like they put these 13 Marines, the sailor, the soldier, everyone else who is out there against a wave of humanity and say, hey, try to do something about this. These were children. They were 18. They were in their 20s. They were in uh, the one, the oldest one was 31. They had their lives ahead of them. And when 9-11 happened, they were babies. They were all babies when 9-11 happened. This was not their war. This was not their fight. Our leaders put them there, and you can't even demand accountability for that. So I salute Lieutenant Colonel Scheller. I absolutely salute him for doing what he did. So with all that's going on around the world with our military, 
bumping ships into one another, the Afghanistan debacle, which is the biggest military debacle in history. And it was even said, I mean, it played, played it earlier today. It was the biggest debacle since the beginning of NATO. You know who said that? NATO. It's the biggest debacle since NATO has begun. And what you have now is the United States Navy, instead of getting things right, are going around threatening, the military is going around threatening retirees. You can't even do anything to them. This is how convoluted the thinking is now in the D.C. swamp, where they just impeached a president who's no longer in office. If you impeach him, what are you going to do to him? You have no authority over him. They don't let the, the, o, the ONI, I believe it is, uh, the Navy intelligence, has no ability to do anything against these people, but yet are going and investigating people who speak out against the alleged commander-in-chief. So as a retired general, as a retired sailor, as a retired, you know, private, as a retired corporal, retired, you know, lieutenant, doesn't matter what rank you are, they, they can come after you for speaking against either the current administration. I mean, what are we starting to sound like here? Yeah, I know you, you, everybody who's watching already knows Banana Republic, thinking of Jimmy Buffett song, going back to a Banana Republic. I mean, it's abs I mean, that is that is absolute insanity to have the ONI going around investigating people for speaking out against Biden. This is a this is a d democratic republic. You have freedom of speech here under the First Amendment. You can say whatever you want. All right, switching to COVID now. Remember, we're going to be going in and out of Afghanistan. So now we're going out of Afghanistan, and we're going to talk about COVID. And in a minute, we're going back to Afghanistan. All right, disclosed TV tweet. Just in Corona, not likely cause of death. And look, look at this now. 80% of official COVID deaths reported in Germany since early July, according to Professor Dr. Bertram Hostler, head of the Independent Health Research Institute. Oh, you mean all these health outfits are, are lying to us? Uh, yeah, you believe if you believe that there's been 650,000 COVID deaths in the United States. I've got some swampland literally right here in Inglewood, Florida to sell you. It's right near my house. I've got it for you for sale. You can buy, you can build a nice big condo on it. It's for sale for you. It might actually be the national park or the state park service, but it uh, doesn't matter. I've got it for sale. If you believe, if you believe the stats coming out, I just want to ask you if 650,000 Americans had actually on top of what we usually have actually died, wouldn't you actually may, you know, maybe notice that there's a coffin shortage? Wouldn't you see lines all over funeral homes, backups at funeral homes? There hasn't been 650,000 extra Americans die. You don't think that that would happen? Uh, I think it would. I think we might actually notice. Simple, just use simple logic, and you know they're lying to you. Go to the next one, Dr. Gene Noble. There are less than 10 children. Remember, the sky's falling. Remember, the Delta variant is a, a great peril to children. You know, they have the uh, kids filling up ICU rooms. Do you believe that? I challenge you now, and if you want to, I, I, I don't ask anybody to send me stuff anymore because everybody sends me stuff. I usually already have it. But one thing I can't get is your local hospital ICU. I'm not ICU, emergency room. If you walk into your local emergency room and shoot the video of there being nobody there, I want that video. I've already done, I've done, I've gotten all three in mine done right here. I did Inglewood, Inglewood Hospital, Venice Hospital, Sarasota Memorial Hospital. All three of our hospitals right here are empty. 
And you'll see reports from at the Rick Wilson and Lincoln Project and MSNBC and CNN that Florida's being overrun with cases. Certainly not here. Pretty populous area right here. Live in an area of about five, 600,000 people right here. And I haven't found an emergency room yet with a COVID patient. So here's another person backing me up here. And this is from San Francisco, where, by the way, they had more people die of drug overdoses last year than COVID cases. There are less than 10 children hospitalized across UCSF's hospitals, either with COVID or because of COVID. There is not a pediatric surge in the Bay Area yet. SFUSD is calling a special meeting on 831 to further tighten COVID protocols, not medically warranted. So leave that up side by side. So if you look at this for just a minute, this is the perfect microcosm of the entire COVID situation. There's no emergency, but we're going to meet as if there's an emergency. We're going to act as if there is an emergency. What, what, what is, who is COVID threatening to? Certainly not kids, certainly not anybody, zero to 50 years of age, 50 to 70. It's a 99.7% survival rate, I found out today. So even from, so basically from zero to 70, the post-infection, they get COVID, full-blown COVID, post-infection survival rate ranges from 99.997 to 99.7, from zero to 70 years of age. But you got to have a meeting. For what? See, that you have to ask yourself, COVID-caving Christian, COVID-caving conservative, COVID-caving clergy, was this really about love? Was this really about all the experts? Was this, you know, follow the experts that are looking out for our health, being a community partner and a good neighbor? Was that really what it was about from day one? Or was it about, was it about, I was about to say CCP control. Well, CCP really does control the Democratic Party. We know that. But it's about the Democratic Party. It's about them either causing this entire thing or using this entire thing to usher in communism, socialism, or what the Bible would call, well, the Bible doesn't actually use this vernacular, but summarizes what the Bible calls a new world order that he causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Right? Revelation 13, 16 through 18. That's what it's been about from day one. I hate to tell you. I know all of you COVID-caving Christians who think that you're loving by wearing masks around don't want to recognize the truth that you have thrown away the last 18 months of your life. Probably more than that because you probably weren't reading the Bible before that, which says you can buy whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. No plague shall draw near thy dwelling. He took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. Matthew uh, 8, 17, Psalm 91. All those wonderful verses, Matthew 16, 19. Remember those? That's the Bible, by the way, to the evangelical community that doesn't read their Bible. That's the Bible. You don't need to be afraid of a virus. You're supposed to bind it in Jesus' name. That's all you got to do. And then no plague draws near, near your dwelling because Jesus took up your infirmities and carried your diseases. Matthew chapter 8, verse 17, right? That's what's, what's supposed to happen. But instead, everybody caved to it. It's never been about that. So you here you have in Northern California, no cases for kids, but they're going to have an emergency meeting on cases for kids. They just pull it out of thin air. And you know why? Because they follow the devil who's been a liar from the beginning, a murderer from the beginning, whose native language is lies. 
and is the father of lies. You know what the Christians should have in common with Satan? Nothing. If it's a lie, you don't say, well, you know, I know it's a lie. Masks don't really do anything, but it will make all my family feel comfortable at Thanksgiving. Then don't go. Either don't go or be the one that doesn't wear a mask and have them kick you out. That's what you do. Well, you know, you know, Jesus said, do not suppose that I have come to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Matthew chapter 10, verses 34 through 36. That's the Bible. We're not, we're not here to get along. We're here to obey the Bible. If obeying the Bible enables us to get along with people, great. If it doesn't, you still obey the Bible. If the Bible doesn't feel right to you, you still obey the Bible. If everybody hates the Bible, you still obey the Bible. If mom and dad hate the Bible, you still obey the Bible. If Anthony Fauci contradicts the Bible, you still obey the Bible. It's as simple as that. Life is easy. It really is. It really is simple. All right, the first tweet here is pro-mask, and they liars from the beginning. Well, you need to wear a mask. You need to wear a mask. Well, does Elizabeth Warren do it? She's a big pro-mask mandate person. She wants mask mandated nationwide. If she could do it from Capitol Hill, she would. Does she live it? Absolutely not. We've seen Rashida Tlaib out there in an orange zone in her home state, orange zone, which is high COVID risk out there dancing around, doing her own thing. Barack Obama, he caused the COVID surge out on Martha's Vineyard. Imagine being responsible for that. How do you even have a COVID surge out on Martha's Vineyard? Notice all the people died out there, right? All the old people on Martha's Vineyard, the COVID surge that Barack Obama's 60th birthday party caused. Oh, who died? Uh, nobody. Where's uh, No coverage. All right, this, uh, this is my own tweet. I wanted to get this out to everybody. What they always try to do, and they do this with Trump, and listen, I do not agree with Trump's, especially his early decision-making when it comes to COVID, and then right at the end when it came to vaccines. If you take any of these COVID vaccinations, you're crazy. You are, you are actually saying, I want to be a human lab rat if you take any of these vaccinations. So I hate what he did with vaccinations. I hate that he kowtowed to Anthony Fauci. But I'd certainly rather have him as president right now than Joe Biden, for sure. And he definitely wouldn't be uh, trying to mandate vaccinations and things like that. So with that being said, what happens is all the time, the liberal argument is to hang 650 COVID deaths on us. If they talk about, we're talking about 13 of our servicemen and women dying in Afghanistan. Well, you guys caused 650,000 deaths. You know, you, they'll they hang that on. Just so you know, just like it says on the tweet, not that I believe CDC numbers, I don't, but for the sake of the argument, you got, don't let the Democrats hang 650,000 COVID deaths around your necks. There was 375,000. When President Trump left office, there was 375,000, according to the CDC, I don't believe the numbers, COVID deaths at the end of 2020 when Donald Trump left office. So since then, there's been in only seven months, in only seven months, Joe Biden has managed to, to accumulate 275,000 COVID deaths. So you don't ever have to just say, oh, you know what, okay. No, first of all, we know the CDC numbers are wrong. We get that. We can't prove it right now. We, there's some things we could get into tonight that I won't. But 
You don't, you can hang it right back on their neck by saying, you know what, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, and now we're in August. So now it's about eight, a little, well, you don't even count January. So it's under eight months. Joe Biden gets the credit for, if you're going to credit Donald Trump with the deaths, then Joe Biden gets credit with 275 deaths in only seven and a half months in office. That's what you do. That's the truth. All right, go to Daniel Horowitz. I have previously va- a, a pre- I have a previously vaxxed friend in LA. So you have a fully vaxxed, a double vaxxed friend in LA, right? Who needs monoclonal, which is Regeneron antibodies. And for the life of me, I can't even find where they administer this stuff in Los Angeles, which is, I believe is the fourth largest city in the country that the Fed spent a fortune on it and then made it so hard to find as unsettling to say the least. Leave that up for me, guys. Now, let's look at this for just a minute. Who set up the monoclonal uh, clinics? Who's done that? Um, The only one that I can think of is Ron DeSantis all over the state of Florida, right? Regeneron is available all over Florida, but where they really want you to make to make sure that you have no option but to vax or die, like California, and, and believe me, I don't believe that vaccinations keep you from dying at all, but that's their narrative. Like in California under Gavin Newsom, where is it the Fed spent probably billions of dollars on Regeneron and it's not available to anybody? Why would that be if it's all about your health? Why would Regeneron, a therapeutic, what, what, what do they do at the hospital for you? If you come in, they send you away and tell you to come back when you get really sick. What should they do? We know that the people who are most vulnerable to COVID are who? Those that are morbidly obese and those over 80 years old, correct? Right. So what do they do with you? They send you home and they tell you, come back when you get real sick. And then they put you on remdesivir, which finishes you off. It's called being COVID killed. That's what they put you on a ventilator, uh, and, and the Fauci drug, remdesivir, and then you're done. But what they could do was put you on Regeneron, and that has saved many, many people. Even Anthony Fauci has come out and said that Regeneron, if put on at the right time, saves 85 to 90% of COVID patients. Why is it not available? If it's all about your health, why is it not available? If it was all about your health, they'd do anything to save you, right? They wouldn't send you home. They'd put you on zinc. They'd put you on hydroxychloroquine. They'd put you on ivermectin. They'd put you on Regeneron if it was all about your health, right? Or was it all about from day one, controlling you, COVID, caving, Christians? Tom, why do you always attack them first? Because judgment begins at the house of the Lord. And the church needs to turn around. If my people who are called by my name should humble themselves, I was wrong to wear a mask. I was wrong. Not this, Listen, there's no equivocating. You need to say you were wrong. I was wrong to put on a mask. I was wrong to close my church. I was wrong to close my business. I was wrong to social distance. I was wrong to quarantine. That is your only way to a clean heart is to repent. You need to do it because it's what has it been about from day one? If it's been about your health from day one, then why wouldn't they avail everybody of Regeneron instead of telling you to take a vaccination? That for, for, and not long from now, if we don't turn the tide, you'll have a mark on your right hand or on your forehead saying whether you're vaxxed or not. 
Does that bother you at all, Christians? I just wonder if that bothers Christians at all. That you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel in the European Union, in New York City, in Israel, without your mark of the beast, I'm sorry, uh, your vaccine passport. Does that rock your world at all? Doesn't rock. There's, there's churches now in America that are doing the same thing. I'm like, what Bible do you read? All right, let's go to the next one. Jay Botticera. Now, who's this guy? Oh, he's just from Stanford. I mean, he's just a Stanford uh, doctor out of Stanford, scientist doctor out of Stanford. That's just that hub of right-wing extremism, right? I and I had a simulation show COVID deaths minimized over long-term if high-risk groups can be preferentially protected with lower infection rates than the remaining population. What is the doctor saying here? What he's saying is, is that long-term, you minimize total deaths if you concentrate on the most vulnerable population. Let's use the, the recent, what was the, the hurricane's name? Was it Ida? The one, what was it? Ida. Yeah, Ida that just blew through uh, Louisiana. Who do you evacuate? The, who, do you, who do you actually force? And I'm not advocating any sorts of forced vaccinations or mandates or anything. But basically, and when I even forced evacuations, they're not forced. You can still stay there and die. But the thing is, you can stay on your, you know, your island in the eye of the storm if you want to. They don't come and handcuff you and drag you off the island. They just tell you we're not coming for you. Right? That's the same thing that, which I'm, that, that pretty much symbolizes how it should be with the medical stuff, too. If vaccines are the only thing to save your life and you refuse them, then fine. That's how they should treat you, not we're going to force you to get one. But anyway, if you use that and you just set that symbolism, who do you, who do you make evacuate? Those who are the most vulnerable to the storm. You don't evac. You don't go. You know what? This storm's going to hit on the coast of Louisiana and then evacuate Tennessee. That's what. That's how we're handling COVID. You have the most vulnerable population. You should be concentrating on and would save all of those people and let and let herd immunity take every, care of everybody else. Instead, they concentrate on everybody else to save the most vulnerable. That makes no sense. It's like evacuating everybody but the island communities. But that's the federal government. The, the same people running the COVID response are the same people running Afghanistan right now. Oh, sorry, used to run Afghanistan because now the Taliban is. All right, let's go to the next one, Daily Caller. Childhood obesity, you know, they have the government response. We know that number one of the number one, if not the number one comorbidity that kills people with COVID is obesity, Right. So, of course, the government response to, to coronavirus would lower obesity because it's all about saving people's lives. No, child obesity skyrocketed during pandemic shutdown, new study finds. So not only do they send you to your house, you know, lockdown's the absolute worst thing you can ever do with a virus. Do you know what a coronavirus, right, is, is, is a cold? The common cold is a coronavirus. COVID-19 is a coronavirus. So they're the same virus family. Why do you call the common cold a cold? Because it happens during the cold months of the year when everybody's inside. So the worst thing that you can do, the reason why there's so much cold in the cold season, so much of a coronavirus called the common cold during cold months is because everybody's locked into their houses. So what does the government do with an outbreak of a cold of a coronavirus? Send everybody to their houses. Where 76% of all coronaviruses are caught. 76% of COVID-19 is caught in one's own home. That's why during the cold months, we have outbreaks of the common cold because everybody in their own homes catches it. 
And then the government tells you to go and emulate that to solve the problem. And then they try to solve, then they send you home and everybody sits around and gets fat. You see how it works? It's never been about your health from day one. Are you saying, Tom, that they're trying to kill us? I don't know. I'm beginning to wonder. Maybe. I mean, Bill Gates said he wanted to lower the Earth's population using vaccines, right? Yeah, by the, the virus count is now up, oh, close, getting, getting closer and closer to 14,000 confirmed COVID deaths. I mean, COVID vaccine deaths. And we know that's only a small fraction of how many have really died of the vaccine. All right, now here's some really, this is some great statistical data. This proves to you it's never been about your health. All right, put up the next one from Justin Hart. Risk gut check. What are your odds? This is something that everybody should ask, right? What are your odds of dying from COVID-19? New preprint from John Ioannidis. This is all from Stanford, that hub of right-wing uh, uh, politics, right? White, the, you know, the, just a right-wing hub out there in Stanford, California. Uh, from John Ioannidis, most cited living scientists alive. I charted comparable odds. If you're under 50, you have a better chance of dying from drowning, choking on food, sunstroke, or dying from a sharp object. All right, can we put up, put up the, uh, the stats? Put it on the big screen. I'll make sure everybody can see these. Now, here's the thing. Listen closely to this now. Take a screenshot of this. Record the show, whatever you got to do, and this gives you knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Why would you close your church? Now, just, just leave it right here the whole time, guys, until I tell you to take it off. Why would you close your church? for any of this ever? Why would you close your business? Why would you wear a mask? Why would you isolate yourself? Why would you quarantine yourself? Well, let's take a look, shall we? Here we go. Mortality risk, a risk of COVID-19, chances of dying of COVID-19 by age group with comparable overall odds to the population. Stanford study, Ioannidis and Axe Force. Here you go. Chances of dying from covid if you are zero to 19 years of age, the chance, I mean, your survival, your, this is, is post-infection survival rates. These are people that have been infected by COVID and how, how what are their odds of dying after they've been affected by, um, after they've been infected by COVID? What is their survival rate? Post-infection survival rates. Here we go. Zero to 19. 99.997% survival rate. Similar odds to dying from a sharp object. From 20 to 29. Now remember, this is from Stanford. This is not Tom Lipley. This is not Alex Jones. This is not Steve Bannon. This is not Glenn Beck. This is Stanford. So here we go. 20 to 29, your post-infection survivability rate is 99.98%. 0.986% survival, survival rate. So that is similar to the odds of dying from sunstroke. Oh, there's a, how many, how many people have even know somebody who's died of sunstroke from 30 to 39, your post-infection survival rate of COVID is 99.969 survival rate. One, look at the, I didn't even read the middle part. One in 3,225 odds of dying. Similar to the odds of dying from choking on food. 40 to 49, 99. We have not got under 99.9 yet. 99.920 survival rate. One in 1,219 chance of dying post-infection. Similar to the odds of dying of drowning. 
50 to 59, 99.9730 survival rate, similar to the odds of dying in a pedestrian accident. 60 to 69, everybody's dead, right? 60 to 69, no. 99.41 survival rate, similar to the odds of dying in a car crash. 70 and older, not everybody's dead there. No, your odds are 97.6% survival rate, similar to the odds of dying of chronic respiratory disease. Back to me. There you go. Take a picture of that. Show that to people. Why would you vaccinate? I mean, it does, even if you're, yeah, leave that up to my left. That's great. Yeah, leave it up as it is, guys, in case I need it. Why would you vaccinate if you're 70? 97.6% survival chance? 60 to 69, 99.4? 50 to 59, 99.7? 40 to 49, 99.7? 40 to 49, 99.9 2? 30 to 39, 99.98? 0 to 19, 99.99? And if you want to vaccinate all the kids, why? This is all facts. This is the truth. This is the truth. Why are you closing your churches again? Why are you mitigating at all? Why why is Australia putting out warrants on people for walking out of their forced COVID hotels? In case they spread this, spread this. Did you hear the odds? Spread that, what are you spreading? It basically from zero to 60, it has the same odds as the flu. This has been the truth from day one, everybody, that quarantined, locked down, strapped masks on, and vaccinated yourselves. If you vaccinated yourself and you call Jesus Lord, listen to me now. Listen to me. A pastor of church right here, Inglewood, Florida, Foundation Church, 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida, right here. Listen to me. If you vaccinated yourself, you need to pray right now that God heals the damage to your body that's been done through that vaccine and leeches all that poison toxin out of your body. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it and repent of your COVID fear. Knock it off. All right, Daily Caller video. Now, okay, now we're leaving COVID and we are going back to Afghanistan. Daily Caller video, press secretary. Here's Peppermint Patty. Certainly our objection, our... I have it written as objection. It means objective. Certainly our objective was not to leave the Taliban with any equipment, but that is not always an option when you play the video for me. Between the threat that is posed to U.S. men and women serving or people who are gathering outside of the gates in Kabul and whether these individuals can attack the United States. So I guess the simple questions is acknowledging that you're going to try to limit what access they do have to some of the weaponry in ways that you can't communicate here. But at the end of the day, whether it's not the United States that's under risk as a function of this, are Americans around the globe? I mean, are Western interests now more at risk because the Taliban has new access to all this weaponry? Well, again, Peter, I would say that uh, we, uh, the world will be watching. We have an enormous amount of leverage, including access to the global marketplace, which is not a small piece of leverage to the Taliban, who are now overseeing large swaths of Afghanistan. Uh, certainly, our objective was not to leave them with any equipment, but that is not uh, always an option when you are looking to retrograde and move out of a war zone. Uh, but that is our clear leverage we have with the Taliban. And again, our capacities uh, are 
are over-the-horizon capacities, which, by the way, killed two ISIS terrorists just last week and continue to be utilized by our men and women on the ground, uh, remain in place and remain in place in the region. There are other parts of the world, Somalia, Libya, Yemen, where we don't have a presence on the ground and we still prevent terrorist attacks or threats to U.S. citizens living in the United States. All right, so let's look at Jen Psaki. She makes two assertions here. So let's look at both of these. She talks about their objections, and she made two assertions. She said our goal, of course, is to leave no equipment behind. Well, they only missed that mark by $85 billion to this point. That's not counting what's now been recovered by the Taliban in Kabul. I'll show you that video in a second. So they, she said our goal, our goal is to not leave any equipment behind. Well, you know, they left uh, $2 million of stuff behind. That's one thing. They missed that mark by $85 billion, making the Taliban the 26th strongest army on the planet, ahead of Italy, as my producer Aaron just told me. Right? They missed the mark by Italy's army. Think about that. That, that that's the colossal goat rodeo. The colossal incompetence that is the Biden administration. Their goal was to leave no equipment behind. And they missed that mark by $85 billion and the 26th largest army on the planet. 26th most powerful army they created in one day. Amazing. And she said, so we're going to break both of these. There are two assertions down. Was that their goal was to leave no equipment behind. We'll look at that one. And then she said that they killed two ISIS terrorists. I want the names. Every time there's, there's a big name um, ISIS terrorist or any terrorist killed, whether it's Soleimani, al-Baghdadi, Osama bin Laden, we put the names out. Where are they? Just curious, where are the names? You, they always get away with this. They shut down an election in the middle of the night. It's weird, isn't it? Where are the names? Where, where are the names exactly? I, I would love the names. Again, if there was any sort of real mainstream media in this country, they'd all be wanting that. But nobody says a word. Where are the names of these two terrorists that they killed? Show, show that to me. I'd like to know. So let's break down these two assertions, shall we? New York Times put this out. Family members said 10 people, including seven children. She said they killed two ISIS terrorists. Well, let's see. Now, you know, when the New York Times broken against you and you're a Democrat, you're a bold-faced liar. Family members said 10 people, including seven children, were killed by U.S. drone strike. Oh, Jenny Psaki, Peppermint Patty, who did you kill now? Who did you kill? Because according to the New York Times, family members are saying that there's 10 dead people, seven of them are killed, uh, seven of them are children. At first thought, it was the Taliban, one survivor said, but the Americans themselves did it. We aren't going to let them get away with it. I've only got, I don't know, two, 300 people watching right now. I love all of you. Spread the word. They didn't kill two, two ISIS terrorists. Here's the list for you. This is from Muslim, Muslim Shirzad. Nine, nine killed by U.S. rocket attack Today in Kabul, wait a minute, Jen Psaki said two ISIS terrorists were killed. Where are the names? Well, here are the real names of who they killed. Ready? I won't try to really pronounce them too well, but we got an interpreter. We got an army officer. Where, 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 where's ISIS? I, I don't see it, Jen Psaki. See, you're like, nobody could be that evil to lie. Oh, please, folks, please. Army officer, shopkeeper. Well, these are dangerous ISIS people. And then you get into student, student, two-year-old, Two-year-old, four-year-old, three-year-old. How could that? Yeah, there you go. Thank you. There's, there's just a picture of some of the victims right here. 
These are the danger. These are the ISIS killers that the drone strike took out, according to Jen Psaki, who claims that Joe Biden got 81 million votes, too. They are bold-faced liars. They are of their father. Jesus said this, by the way, to the Pharisees and Sadducees. He said in John chapter 8, verses 44 and 45, you are of your father, the devil, and you'll do anything to fulfill his will. Jen Psaki's the same way. Joe Biden's the same way. Kamala Harris is the same way. Lloyd Austin's the same way. Mark Milley's the same way. Anthony Blinken's the same way. They are all absolutely demonic liars. That's who they are. She knows darn well they didn't kill two ISIS, two ISIS terrorists. They killed an entire family of innocent people without hitting one terrorist. That's what it. You know what? She sleeps like a baby at night. As long as it's not her kid that's being threatened, she sleeps like a baby at night. Because you need to understand what, where Peppermint Patty's really at. She will drag a baby piece by bloody screaming piece out of the womb at one month, two months, three months, 10 months, post-birth, partial birth, birth canal. She'll kill them all. They don't care. That's who they are. That's why they don't care. You know what? We'll just, we'll, we'll fill you through uh, full of this uh, experimental vaccination. If you die, you die. As long as it's not their kids. And notice how none of them, when you're Barack Obama, your 60th birthday, they aren't scared of COVID. But they'll, but they'll use it to possibly kill you off because they don't care. They don't care. All right, back to uh, Nicole, whatever that last name is. I'm not even going to try it. Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby says the Pentagon is not in a position to dispute reports of civilian casualties following the U.S. airstrike in Kabul. So everybody see that? So Jen Psaki says, with, you, you, it's amazing how the liars work when they speak with such great conviction, such, such great zeal, such great passion. They, it's almost like they really believe it. Well, you have John Kirby, the Pentagon spokesman says, of Jen Psaki's two ISIS uh, terrorists that were killed. No, the Pentagon says uh, is, that they're not in a position to dispute reports of civi civilian casualties following the U.S. airstrike in Kabul on Sunday. Kirby says the military is investigating possible civilian losses. Nobody wants to see that happen. Oh, and you, that's all that it takes. You know what? It's all over then. 13 dead servicemen and women. Average age of 22 or 23 years old, dead last Thursday, right? That's gone. We're going to try it. I remember, remember coming right, right from the Pentagon then too. We're going to try to hard to get it right in the future. Oh, and swamp language, what that means is all those dead, all those dead soldiers who are, who are sons, who are daughters, who are fathers, who are brothers, dads, moms, everything that, that's just all work. Since we're going to try harder and it's not my family that's dead. All we need to do is, is put out some good democratic party speak and it's all washed away. No, you got 10 people here, Jen Psaki, that you butchered in the streets. And let me just tell you something. God does not forget. God does not forget. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. John chapter 5, verses 28 and 29. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. Look them up. Yahweh does not forget. You will answer for the souls that you have slain. In, 
We owe, you know part of the Ten Commandments. You shall not take a human life. Exodus 23 through 17. Take a look at it sometime. God's not going to forget. You're not going to live forever. Just as man is destined to die once. And after that, to face judgment. It's going to happen. All right, let's go to the next one. Benny Tweet. Warning, do not be fooled. I actually looked at this at first and I felt this little strange piece of comfort in my heart because it looks like American soldiers, doesn't it, until you see the long-haired guy on the left. And it does. It looks like it. And I'm like, oh, that's just because I love American soldiers. I love Marines. I love the Navy. I love the Army. I love the Coast Guard. I love the Army. I'm like, it brings comfort when I see them. But then I'm like, this isn't right. Something is amiss here. Because you know what they're wearing? They're carrying our M16s, wearing our body armor and our uniforms, all of our equipment around, all their belts, now walking up to more Black Hawk helicopters that are left in Kabul. These aren't the ones that have already been counted into the $85 billion. These are brand new. What are we going to get up to? $90 billion next? $95 billion? $100 billion? Maybe they'll surpass. I don't know what the next. They've already just passed Italy. Well, I wonder what the next one is they can pass. Oh, Germany's next. So right now you got Italy is number 27th biggest army on the planet. And then you've got the Taliban. Did everybody hear this? So you got Italy at 27th most powerful army on the planet is Italy. Then you've got the Taliban who mates with goats. Seriously. Then you've got the Taliban and then you've got Germany. So you got Germany, Taliban, Italy. Yeah, the Taliban is nestled between the Axis powers from World War II. The Taliban, whose girlfriends are goats. Facts. Sorry you don't like it. Facts. That offends you. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> People are laughing in here. Stop laughing. So warning, do not be fooled. This video does not show American soldiers in Kabul. These are Taliban troops wearing American tactical gear, brandishing American weapons and American night vision goggles and inspecting the helicopters Americans left for them. Now, this is not Bagram. This is Kabul. This is brand new stuff. Christmas Day again for the Taliban. Play it for me. Oh, All right. We're here right now with the Taliban. Right, back to me. Yeah, you, got the, you got the idea. There you go. All right, let's go to Boris Epstein tweet. Another person. Here's our Blackhawk helicopters being put to use. Another person killed by Joe Biden's incompetence. Note the helicopter Taliban hanging someone from a helicopter in Canada. Oh, you know, that's just screenshotted. That's some sort of fake imagery, whatever it may be. You guys got the video for me, old Holborn? Play it. Are you sure it's fake? Sure it's fake? Don't think so. Don't think so. It's real. It's American. Freeze that for me. Tom, run it back five seconds. Freeze the board. Put it right next to me. There you go. Oh, you guys are the best. Perfect. There you go. That's our helicopter. That helicopter's worth about $30 million. You paid for it. And it's being used to hang people. Joe Biden's Afghanistan. When did that happen under Trump? I don't want to ask that to, you know, like... Uh, Rick Wilson into the Lincoln Project, all the rhinos that voted against Donald Trump because he had mean tweets, the Beth Moores of the world. 
the Andy Stanleys of the world. Beth Moore, for sure, because you didn't make a point of making it public that you aren't voting for Donald Trump because he was mean. How's this working out for you, Beth? Somebody please take a screenshot and send this to Beth Moore and ask her, how's this working out for you, Bethy? Not so good, is it? This is why, you know what, you do what's right. You know, yeah, Donald Trump put out tweets. I didn't even find his tweets to be mean. I don't even know what they're talking about. You'd rather have somebody who puts out sarcastic, you'd rather not have somebody who puts out sarcastic tweets instead of a homicidal maniac? Somebody who butchers people? Joe Biden, the biggest baby butchering president in the history of America? Beth Moore? And all the rest of you, Tony Campolos of the world? What a bunch of clowns you are. You'd rather have somebody who butchers people than somebody who said, puts out sarcastic tweets. You, you, you guys, that's why we have an ark church. That's why. That's why we, that, that is why the evangelical church folded like a cheap suit to a 99.9% survival virus is because of people like you. All right, Ned Ryan tweet. Uh, the Pentagon de deposited into Taliban hands about 80, forget this now, 80% of the military aid that we've ever given to Israel since the founding of the Jewish state. 80% of all that we have given to Israel since 1948. Everybody get this now. We're, we, we are number one ally basically in the world is Israel. Definitely number one ally in the Middle East is Israel. I stand with Israel hate what they're doing with COVID. They're an absolute COVID totalitarian mark of the beast state right now. Hopefully they turn it around with their green passes. But 80% of all that we've given to Israel since it was put back together in 1948 has been given to the Taliban in a day or two. That's where we're at. That is where we're at. What time we got? Oh man. All right. A couple more things we're going to call tonight. All right. This is Dr. Simone Gold. This is, uh, we're talking about vaccinations for just a couple minutes. This is Christina Parks, PhD, testifies in support of HB 4471, a bill proposed in Michigan against vaccine mandates. Play it for me. Hello, my name is Dr. Christina Parks. I received my PhD in cellular and molecular biology right here in the state of Michigan from University of Michigan Medical School. And um, so I'm very well versed in the science of both these mRNA gene therapy, vaccines, this kind of technology, as well as what a vaccine is designed to do in the body, what it can do, what it can't do, and the fact that this is extremely complex science that has been oversimplified in the media to basically take away our freedom of choice. What I want to address today in this limited time is the fact that vaccine requirements and mandates are based on the faulty assumption that the vaccines in question prevent transmission of the pathogen, right? Does the vaccine for DTaP prevent transmission? No. Does the vaccine for flu prevent transmission? No. Does do the vaccines for COVID prevent transmission? No. In fact, they were never designed to do that. All right, so you're asking, what about this 95% effectiveness? If you look at those clinical trials, they do not say that they prevent transmission. They expressly say that they're measuring whether they um, attenuate symptoms. So they're 95% effective based on their clinical trials at attenuating symptoms for the first variant, which is essentially gone 
in our population. Right now, the predominant variant is the Delta, and um, CDC Director Walensky basic, basically said that these vaccines have no ability to prevent infection by and transmission of the Delta variant. So our policy needs not to be built on the hope of what we think something we want it to do, but what the data actually tell us. So you look at that, right? And I've said this from day one. I got this from Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. You cannot vaccinate against the virus. It endlessly mutates. You said that right there. And here's what's so funny about people. Is they'll go, you know what? This is a pandemic of the unvaxxed, which is a bull-faced lie. But they'll go, you know what? I want you to be vax. I'm, I'm, they say, you know what? I'm fully vaxxed, but they want you to vax to keep them safe. So you want me to take the vaccination that doesn't make you feel safe to make you feel safe after I've taken it? You've invalidated the entire thing by saying you don't feel safe now that you're vaccinated and you want me to take the same thing to somehow make you safe? You just told me the vaccination it doesn't make you safe. You see it? What's the point? And she just said it. You know what? This, this, the, the vaccinations are great. Until they mute, until there's a mutation. So the only thing that the vaccine was good for was for the original for, for COVID alpha is what they call it. Now we're at now we're at COVID delta. And by the way, they were never great for COVID alpha. They didn't do a daggum thing there either. You can't vaccinate against an airborne virus. It doesn't work. You cannot give an mRNA vaccination for. For a respiratory virus because it causes your body to attack itself wrongly. One doctor after another has said this. Speaking of that, listen, this is Dr. Ryan Cole. Why, why is it nobody listen? Uh, everyone says, I was talking to my wife about this on the way to the podcast tonight. Why is it you have this whole league of doctors that say one thing and a whole league of doctors that say another if you have the doctors that are anti-vaxxed, they're all doctors, all experts, all well-studied, but they're completely discounted for the doctors that say the vaccinations work. What makes the doctors that say the vaccinations don't work or that they're dangerous, what makes them invalid? Their lack of expertise. This guy certainly doesn't have a lack of expertise. Play it for me. No, but here's what I'm seeing in the laboratory already, and this is very, very concerning. Um, when we give these shots, we can look at the types of white blood cells in the body. We can look at your T cells, your B cells, the ratios. And, and you have a broad array of immune cells that work together to fight off viruses, to keep cancers in check. We're already seeing the signals in the laboratory of decreases of certain critically important T cells that you need, your innate immune system. It's, it's your Marines of your body, the first ones in, fighting off viruses, fighting off cancers. It's why kids have done phenomenally well and survived this virus at 100% rate statistically this year, because they have a, an innate T cell immune response that has two to three times the activity of an adult T cell immune response. They have two to three times the enzymes that throw the little hand grenades in the cells and blow up the infected cells compared to adults. And that's why kids have done so wonderfully against this virus. But what we're seeing in the laboratory after people get these shots, 
we're seeing a very concerning locked-in low profile of these important killer T cells that you want in your body. It's almost a, re a reverse HIV. In HIV, you lose your helper T cells, your CD4 cells. In this virus, post-vaccine, what we're seeing is a drop in your killer T cells, your CD8 cells. And what do CD8 cells do? They keep all other viruses in check. What am I seeing in the laboratory? I'm seeing an uptick of herpes family viruses. I'm seeing um, herpes, I'm seeing shingles, I'm seeing mono, I'm seeing a huge uptick in human papillomavirus uh, in the cervical biopsies and the cervical pap smears in women. In addition to that, there's a, a little infectious you know, bump that kids get called molluscum contagiosum. What do you need to keep that in check? You need CD8 uh, killer T cells. I am seeing a 20 times increase in individuals over the age of 50 of this little bump in rash. Um, you know, that's innocuous, but it, what it tells me is the immune status of these individuals who have gotten the shot. We're literally weakening the immune system of these individuals. Now, most concerning of all is there's a pattern of these types of immune cells in the body that keep cancer in check. Well, since January 1, in the laboratory, I've seen a 20 times increase of endometrial cancers over what I see on an annual basis. A 20 times increase. I'm not exaggerating at all, because I, I look at my numbers year over year. I'm like, gosh, I've never seen this many uh, endometrial cancers before. I'm seeing invasive melanomas in younger patients. Normally, we catch those early in their thin melanomas. I'm seeing thick melanomas skyrocketing in the last month or two. Um, I'm already seeing the early signals, and we are modifying the immune system to a weakened state. Great study out of Germany that looked at these profiles on young individuals after the Pfizer, showing this locked in, and we don't know how long. Maybe the immune system, you know, is going to regenerate and those ratios will go back up. But who's studying it? So there you go. At minimum, these vaccines devastate your immune system devastated. He's seeing 20 times the amount of cancer that he used to see. Just facts, folks. This is Dr. Ryan Cole. Please look him up. You need to look at the other side of things if you haven't already. Let me finish with this. Cat turd tweet. Look at this. Imagine that. This is Christine Grady. She's the head of the NIH Bioethics. They are the company who approves drugs for the FDA. I bet you thought that the FDA and Anthony Fauci were separate, right? No, they weren't separate at all, and they never have been. So again, there is no FDA-approved COVID-19 vaccine. None. That's currently in use. The one that's approved is Comerity. Comerity is not available for public use, so you cannot be forced to take it under somebody's FDA approval uh, insinuation. It's not true. Including you in the military, in order for them to force you to be vaccinated, even though I don't agree with that to begin with, but if, if you just use their vernacular and their language, in order for them to force you to be vaccinated, it has to be FDA approved, right? Comerity is not FDA approved and it's not available. It won't be available by seven, by September 15th. So they cannot force you to take the current Pfizer vaccination because the current Pfizer vaccination is not, not FDA approved. It's just approved under emergency usage only. That's it. So they cannot, there is no, there is no vaccine currently in use that's FDA approved, but it's not the FDA that approves it anyway. The FDA contracts it out to the NIH, to their bioethics division. And who runs the bioethics division of the NIH? Anthony Fauci's wife. 
Strange how it works, isn't it? Strange how it works. Mr. You know, there's no conflict of interest there, is there? Anthony Fauci on the board of Bill and Melinda Gates Vaccine Commission. You thought that the FDA had their own lab, didn't you? You're out there, you know, the FDA's in there. We're going to approve. We're going to disapprove. No, they farm it off to the NIH. The NIH is where Anthony Fauci works under N-A-I-D-S. That's where Anthony Fauci works under the NIH. Same place his wife works. And who gets to decide whether something from the FDA is actually approved or not? Anthony Fauci's wife Christine Grady facts. That's the truth, folks. Why why you would cave to any of this nonsense or jam that toxic vaccine into your veins, I would never know. I will never vax. I will never lock down. I will never mask. I will never quarantine. And I will never social distance. And you know what name I do that in? In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I love you all back here Thursday night, 8.30. Don't miss it. You don't want to miss all these facts. You got to be here. No, but listen, I love a lot of other shows, but if you want Bible mixed with politics, I am unafraid. We'll do that every night. And again, in the name of Jesus, love you all. God bless you.